0: on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello everyone and welcome I am so glad you are here today because I have a special guest for you. If this is your first time visiting or watching a video or listening to a podcast, I wanna say a great big welcome to you. And if you are a returning viewer or a listener, I'm so glad that you're spending part of your day tuning in to us because you're not gonna to wanna to miss our guest today. Before I introduce our guest, If we already don't know each other, my name is Young Pratt, and I am the chief dreamer right here at Our Young Creators. Here at OYC, we're on a mission to help parents and kids bond over the time they're spending on their devices to turn consumption time into creation time. And today, our guest is Meg Brunson. Meg is a mama of four littles. She is a former Facebook employee and she started the Familypreneur podcast after helping her daughter launch her first business at the age of 10. She's also the CEO and founder of EIEIO Marketing, which is a digital agency focused on Facebook marketing for family based businesses. And Meg and I have been wanting to get together and chat for the longest time. So I am so glad to welcome you to the show today, Meg. Oh,
1: I'm so glad we were finally able to make it work with both of our busy schedules.
0: Absolutely. We were just chatting before we hopped on the interview saying, Gosh, it's been probably several months since we first connected, and we just have had friends tell tell us we need to connect with one another. And so finally, here we are connecting on live video, and I couldn't be more excited.
1: Yes, it's a monumental day for us.
0: (laughs) So I would love to kind of start at the beginning of your journey into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. why did you make the choice to leave Facebook? And what did you do once you left Facebook?
1: So if it's okay, I've got to take a little step back. So yeah. I <laughs> I originally jumped into entrepreneurship. I've always had a little bit of a side hustle, right? Like starting in college all the way through, I always had something on the side just to generate some extra money. Um, but when I was pregnant with my third kiddo, I got really sick. I had a very traumatic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um brushes with death twice two separate situations just just really eye-opening experience in which I decided I don't want to be spending 40 hours a week at work plus commute time plus 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 so I pulled out of the corporate world jumped into entrepreneurship and built up a business after a bunch of failed attempts so I have plenty of fail stories um (laughs) it was a couple of years later that I actually was offered the job at Facebook. So Mm -hmm. I had learned Facebook marketing on my own, was offered the job at Facebook, like I said, about three years later, and kind of thought to myself, that trauma from that pregnancy, it feels better now. Do you know what I mean? Like I I had, I had coped with those Mm -hmm. effects. And I thought that I'd be fine to go back to normal, as I'm saying in like quotes, right? Like go back to the quote, unquote, <laughs> normal working world. So that's what I did. I went back to to the corporate world. Um, and it was pretty quickly apparent that that's not really where I wanted to be. You know, by six months in, it got to the point where I had, you know, my sick bank and my vacation bank, and of time off, and I was like counting my minutes because my daughter had a Thanksgiving play. And how many minutes did I have to use to go watch it Mm -hmm. before I had to get back to work? And it was in that moment that I was like, this isn't, this isn't how I want to be a parent. You know, I want to be present. I want to be available for my kids. I want that Mm -hmm. flexibility. And I had done it. I had built up a successful business before. So I, you know, on good terms, tactfully gave my notice and said, "I'm just gonna do this again and that's why I left Facebook so working there was super cool and fun, just like I thought it would be, but they still actually expect you to be there for forty <laughs> or for forty hours so <laughs> it wasn't really aligned, so that's why I left
0: yeah and there's so many good things in this story. The first thing I want to highlight that you mentioned that I think is really important to think about. Is the fact that you said before you did what you do now in your business you had several failed attempts and i know our society often puts this incredible stigma on failure how we are not supposed to fail how we're supposed to strive for perfection so i just really appreciate that you said that because it shows us out in the world that mamas in particular it's okay to make mistakes and as we fail we are learning from those mistakes and then we're not going to make them again we're learning from each lesson and from all those failures now you can come to this place where you have this successful marketing business now can you tell us what you work on at eieio marketing
1: sure so eieio was the first business i launched when i left facebook so The thing I disliked about working for Facebook was that they dictated who I could work with. So Mm -hmm. I had one instance where I was assigned um, a mom. She was a a new mom. She she had like, I want to say a two-year-old and she was expecting her next baby like any day now. And she was building her business and things were going well. But I knew that she just needed a little help to figure out the Facebook platforms to push her marketing over the, you know, over the edge so that things would really take off for her. But because she wasn't at the right spend level, Facebook told me, no, like one phone call and you're done because this is a revenue thing for them.
0: Right.
1: And so when I left, I knew I wanted to be able to help the people I wanted to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do You know what I mean? So EIEIO is an agency. So I run ads for people who don't want to run ads themselves. All of well, I should say most of my clients are parents of children. I have a couple of pet parents, but most are parents of children. <laughs> and so we initially connect and resonate on that level. You know, they're also trying to build their business so that they can be that present mom to their kids. So we're able to understand where each other is coming from. And I can help them through marketing because that's my area you know, of expertise. That's the best way that I can help another parent entrepreneur. And it's also made things really easy. As a parent, you know, I've got four kids. Somebody's always sick. Somebody's always getting hurt. And <laughs> my husband is amazing. But every once in a while, I need to do something, <laughs> which might mean rescheduling a phone call or pushing a deadline back an hour. And I feel like when my my clients are all my people, they all get it. So it's, it's taken a lot of the stress off of... <laughs> balancing entrepreneurship and family because they understand that balance.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you've built this business intentionally with the thought of you're putting your family first and then comes the work with your clients. And because they're also putting their families first, Like you said, there's this great symbiotic relationship where you get each other at a really, really deep level, which I think sometimes when you're out there working with people in the marketing space, there's not always that connection on such a deep level where you you get where the other person is coming from and you get if there's an emergency and you get if you just have to be there for your kid's school play. So I really think that you're being able to prioritize the level of importance of your family being first i think that's something that so many entrepreneurs strive for yet don't mm-hmm. quite attain it sounds like though that you are are really making that your first priority
1: and it's not it's definitely not a perfect i'm a big yeah. fan of being honest it's not a perfect process you mm-hmm. know but that's definitely the the path we're on right now and it's i took a lot of clients who weren't ideal in the beginning. It's that whole, oh, that was a bad idea, but I'm going to learn from it. Mm -hmm. And you find your ideal people. In the beginning, I took anybody who would pay me. Right. Because my goal was to make money. But now it's like, no, I I need to find the people who are aligned with Mm -hmm. my beliefs and, you know, understand where I'm coming from and things like that.
0: So, so important. And I know, having been a business owner for a long time, there were times in my business where I didn't draw that line in the sand. And like you said, you would just accept anybody into your into your space, into your home, and they even when they weren't a good fit. But as you grow as a business owner and as a mom, and as a person, it's far easier than to start discovering okay, this person I know is going to be a great fit. This person, not so much. However, I'm going to send them on their way, maybe send them to somebody else who I think they'd be a good fit for. So I just love this process that you have created in your business. Well, thank you. So one of the reasons that we first connected online was because you work with your kids in your business. And this is something that I'm super passionate about. You know, this whole business started because I was doing a little experiment, wanting to bring my kids into my business in a meaningful way, also trying to figure out how to terminate the relationship I had with my then virtual assistant because things weren't quite going as planned. And then having this crazy thought about, I wonder. I wonder what would happen if I bring my kids into my business. So when I saw you in this community that we're in together, and you're talking about your kids, and your podcast is all about familypreneurs, it really, really just got me so excited. So I want to know the story about how you started helping your 10-year-old and how she launched her first business.
1: Sure. So when she was a baby, she was always really fast to do things. Like she walked and talked and all that stuff before other kids. And then when she got to school, we kind of, I kind of expected that she was just going to be this like stellar student, right? Because she did everything early and she got everything so quickly when she was little. And when she got to school, it was this like major flop. Like she just couldn't, she just couldn't figure anything out. As soon as she started getting grades, they were D's and F's. Mm. And we were just like, what is going on here? You know, like, it just wasn't what we expected based on her early childhood. Um, And again, it's been a a learning process for us. We tried some different schools. We tried different approaches. um, And then I, you know, my transition to entrepreneurship happened And she, one of my other little side projects is I have a blog that we document like fun things to do around our city. And so she's always in those pictures and she started taking her own videos, like with my cell phone. I remember there was a limousine parked outside of her house and she went outside and she was like videotaping the limousine because it was like so cool for her. (laughs) And then at the end, she was like, and if you want to see more, you can subscribe to my mom's blog. And she gave my URL. And I was like, what? Where did that even, like, and that's when it hit me. Like, she's paying attention. Like, she sees me doing these things and she can do them too. And so, with her struggle with with math was her number one struggle. And I thought, well, what if we made her a business where she had to do math? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 such a simple concept, but... We talked to her about, you know, what are you an expert in? And she was like, well, I'm an expert big sister because I have three little sisters. And I was like, well, you can't monetize that. And I was like, well, what am I saying? Of course you can monetize that. So what does an expert big sister do? And then she wrote down like a list of all of the things that she does that makes her an expert big sister. And then we just kept like taking it one more step and how would we monetize that and how would we monetize that and how would we monetize that Mm -hmm. and eventually what we came is her her number one way that she helps in our household is by reading so when she reads to her sisters she's helping her sisters develop a love of reading and she's freeing up her father and myself we don't have to read another book because with four kids we're always (laughs) reading a book so From there, we decided that she could read and review children's books. And then she, well, I joined a direct sales company that sells books so that she would have like a a library, if you will, to choose from in which she could sell the books directly and earn an income. Um, And we also monetized some of it through Amazon affiliate links, which if anybody is familiar with affiliate marketing, it's definitely not big money, Um, but it is something. And it gave her math to do. If you sell this book, you get this percent, which means this, and then um, we took it a step further and any profits that she earns, we divide into three. So she's allowed to spend three, save three and three gets donated to give back, which introduces that concept of philanthropy, which I think is really important for entrepreneurs. Um, and we we do philanthropy in other ways too, but this was just one way to do it. So it added another element of math to it. And then she she likes figuring out how much money you know that she'll have to go to Target and buy her fidget spinners or whatever <laughs> she wants to buy today.
0: That is such a great story. And I want to press pause for just a moment because I want to go back to what you said, because literally you laid out the exact plan you use to help your your oldest create mm-hmm. a business. So for anybody watching, anyone listening, if you have kids who have expressed an interest in wanting to do something in business, wanting to do their own videos, wanting to record their audios, maybe building things, this is a great way to go back and help your kids in this process, even if you're not sure how it's going to end up. However, if you can take them through this process that Meg just lined up for us, that's going to be a really great first step. And you're going to be able to help them figure out where their talents lie and what special gifts they bring to the world. And then on top of that, how you can then help them to monetize it so they can start to learn about money from a young age and start planning for their future right now. They don't have to be 18. They don't have to be adults. Her daughter was 10 when they started this. So Meg, how old is your daughter now? 11. so <laughs> well, it's been a year. Yeah. And for, for my daughter as well, I brought her into my business when she's 11. She's now 12. And it's been interesting to sort of see how we've been able to go through a similar process and say, okay, what things do you like to do? How would we be able to monetize that? How is that money going to help you in the future? How are you going to use it now? You know, Where do you want to, to gift it? We have the same sort of parameters set up for my daughter as well. And you know, she likes to create things in like Google spreadsheets and just in Google in general. So she has a little spreadsheet that she now uses to track things, which I think is so fun because then they have a love of something that may have been a struggle before they see why it's important. And then all of a sudden, it starts clicking in other areas of their life.
1: Yeah. And in the past year, Kaylin, my oldest, has changed directions a little bit, which I think is totally fine, too. Like I said, I had a lot of what I call failures. And so right now, the all of the kids have... Um. They all have their own little things they've been working on, their own projects, but now they're working on a podcast of of their own, and each one has their own piece. So Kaylin's piece is still tied to children's books. Mm -hmm. She reads the book, and then she's been interviewing the authors. So she's gotten on an interview, like a podcast interview, just like we're doing, and interviewed the authors. So it's it's changed a little bit, and unfortunately, part of it is they are waiting on me to do some of the things, like the editing, like they're not quite there yet, you know, <laughs> at 10 or at 11, she's not quite editing her own podcast yet. Um, so I am hoping that that'll launch within the next couple months, but it's, it's pivoting and letting them know that that's okay, because that's the message I feel like, you know, going back to the beginning of our discussion, we didn't get as kids, so... For me, like there came a point where I really felt like I couldn't start another business because mm-hmm. my friends and family would think I was nuts if I asked them to like another Facebook page. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I really want my kids to know that it's okay that you got bored with blogging about books. So wh- how could we do this in a way that you would enjoy it more? And for her, it was a podcast. So now mm-hmm. we're, we're pivoting. And I feel like that's sending its own message.
0: And that's a really huge message, too, to, again, reinforce the fact that as we grow as individuals, it's okay to pivot and make tweaks and changes in what we're doing in our businesses, too, as well as our lives, because that's really kind of just the nature of life in general. As we grow and learn and meet new people, new opportunities are presented, and we get to choose which direction. And that's one of the things I love, too, about entrepreneurship and telling our kids that that's a good path for them to take because they get to make their own choices. They don't have to show up when someone else says to show up. They don't have to use the tools someone else says to use. They don't always have to go exactly by the system someone else gives them. They're now able to take something and move things around, make it their own, create their own process, and still get it done, and oftentimes, when we give them the opportunity to take the lead, they are out there shining their spotlight because they just love the fact that they're important, that their message is important. And being able to set our kids up for future success right now, I think is one of the best gifts that we can give our kids.
1: No, I totally agree. This has been an amazing opportunity for the kids and you know, They've taught me a ton too. So my seven-year-old, I have to think with all of these kids how old they are. <laughs> my seven-year-old started a YouTube channel uh, and just a couple months ago. And um, she was doing really great producing her YouTube videos regularly. And then one day she kind of stopped. And I was like, what happened? Like you were doing, like she was even going in and opening the editing software and getting it all. Like she was doing really well for seven. Mm -hmm. and she said mom I've got 14 subscribers and I'm like yeah she's like well they're all counting on me like I'm nervous like what if I what if I die like she plays games I I should say she plays games so she's like what if I die in the game like they'll be disappointed and you know I I don't want them to not want to watch me anymore so she just stopped making them and it was you know I addressed it with her but then as I was reflecting on myself, looking at my YouTube channel with about as many subscribers and I'm not publishing as often as I should, but for the completely opposite reason, I feel like there's only 13 people there. Like it's, it's such a perspective, you know, it's a shift where I'm like, Whoa, I could learn something from her because those are 13 people that have said, yes, I want your content. But for me, you see, accounts with hundreds and thousands and and I don't know, I, I just feel like I'm learning as much from them as I feel like I'm teaching them.
0: Yeah, and it's absolutely fascinating to study our kids and see how they view business and opportunities because their their experience and their point of view is so different than ours. And we sometimes forget to celebrate the fact that we have those 14 people there And I just love that kids are, because by their very nature, they're so honest and they're so open and they're so giving and so trusting. And I think those lessons are ones that we need to embrace as parents, especially in this entrepreneurial world that we need to see our businesses through the eyes of our kids, because it's going to give us fresh perspective.
1: Yeah, no, I love it.
0: So I would love to know where my listeners and viewers can find you and connect with you and learn more about EIO marketing, see what your kids are up to. What is the best place for them to connect with you?
1: I feel like the best hub is my website, which is megbrunson.com. I've got links to all my social channels. There's information on the marketing agency, as well as the other services that I offer Um, I'm actually writing my first children's book, which I'm still hoping will be ready by the holidays, but I feel like it's going to be really aligned with your audience too. So I'm excited for that. And everything is at mikebrunson.com.
0: Amazing. And when the book publishes or when it's about to come out, definitely let's get back on here and do another interview and talk about that process because a lot of people out there want to write books and want to write children's books. And I'd love for you to share your lessons learned and how they might be able to follow in your footsteps and do the same things. Way and, of course, <laughs> yeah, and of course, when your kids launch their podcast, I would love to have all of you on to talk Ooh. about how it all works, because that's one of the questions I get all the time is, How do you make it all work? What does it look like to work with your kids? And you have this amazing picture on your website where you're Mm -hmm. sitting at the kitchen table and you're on your computer and you have your four girls around you and they're all doing different things, you know, crawling into the table, flying a kite and doing all sorts of things. And honestly, that's very much a reality, the one that I deal with and I know that you deal with. So to be able to see someone else that, you know, when you do this business, especially with your kids, bringing them in, it's okay to be messy. It's okay to be a scientist and experiment and be a researcher and figure out together how to make it work because it's definitely not any sort of, you know, magic wand waving adventure. You actually have to think and talk and engage with your kids, which I think is really a great side benefit. You get to have conversations and you get to have relationship building while you're creating something together.
1: My favorite is pulling out all the bloopers. Like we have tons (laughs) of like blooper reels as we're, we're getting ready and practicing things. So,
0: (laughs) so, so good. So before we wrap, is there one piece of advice that you would offer to anyone watching or listening who has kids at home, they're entrepreneurs they're not just quite sure how to include their kids and make it a family preneur business. What advice could you give to them?
1: I would say just try to pick out what your child is really interested in and reverse engineer it that way. So instead of like finding a role in your business that your kid could fill, figure out what your child is interested in. You know, what drives them? What could they spend hours doing? And then find a way that you can integrate that into your business. So just approaching it from a different direction. So if they really enjoy coloring and drawing, you know, maybe they'd like to be introduced to a program like Canva where they could create graphic design online. So just trying to think of it that way, you know, my seven-year-old loves video games. So we started a YouTube channel for her because she can play video games. So it's, it's, taking the child and fitting them into the puzzle rather than trying to like make a space for your kid. Does that make sense?
0: Like, and that's such a great advice. Yes. Taking your child and not trying to squeeze them into some place, but figuring out how they fit into the puzzle. I think that's such, such great advice. And I think you said it best because you said it first. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me about being a familypreneur and running and raising a business with your family and making it all work together. I've, I've loved the fact that it kind of took us a long time to get here because I think it made this conversation today all the more rich. So thank you so much.
1: I loved this. Thank you.
0: If you're ready to harness the power of technology and get your message out into the world in a big way to make the impact you know you're meant to make for yourself, for your business, or with your family, head over to bit.ly slash podcast in a weekend and save your seat in round number three, which kicks off on Friday, November 16th. Save your seat now for Podcast in a Weekend at bit.ly slash podcastinaweekend.